I'm Jason Ariola. And I'm Dominic Chavis, and this is Rock Out With Your Card Out. said on the last episode this is the beginning of mighty morphin may all this month for the next five weeks dominic and i are going to be covering power ranger games i put this in the show notes here but i'm going to preface it here too that we're not just covering the mighty morphin era you know that just mighty morphin may's got a nice ring to it so we're just going to kind of go with that because <laughs> you know I, I didn't i didn't really stop and think about it but there are so many eras of power rangers now i mean like i was 11 i think when the first power rangers came out i'm 36 now so it's like hey there's a there has been a lot of changing of the guard over the years with that. <laughs> so, uh, Dominic, when did you start watching Power Rangers? Mm, probably when I was about like five or six. Okay. Did you start with the original? Uh, yeah, actually. Okay, I cool. Did. Okay. Yeah, because I, I caught that in middle school and it was I was sort of in that age group where it wasn't cool to like it. <laughs> I was sort of like really into it, but at the same time, I sort of had a hide that I was really into it. It was kind of weird, you know? It's like I'd have friends come over to, the, to my house and I'd have to like hide my Power Ranger toys. That's funny. Yeah. Well, that's kind of how it was with me too. You know, nobody, I don't think anybody likes to admit that they were into the Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. At least not too many people. And now I think it's okay, like kids are into it or whatever, but our generation, and I know there's a 10 year gap between the two of us, but it feels like the Power Rangers were always kind of like this dorky sort of thing that clearly a ton of kids were watching this shit it just seems like if you talk to anybody they never would admit they liked the power rangers yeah oh screw the power rangers no they're, they're stupid little babies yeah they're stupid god why would yeah, you like right. that go home sit there play with my megazord and shit exactly <laughs> get all my figures out yeah uh, pretty much man i had like one friend that was into him too and so we sort of like confided in each other in them so yeah <laughs> Uh, that's funny. And then I, I think the, I think I uh, basically got outed when the uh, Super Nintendo game came out, and I had a friend come over to my grandma's house so we could play games. And I had the, um, the game like was sitting there in my in my collection. I forgot to stash it somewhere, and they were like, "You like?" It? I was like, "Oh yeah, it's a pretty good beat 'em up. I rented it, so my grandma bought it for me. You know, she thought it'd be kind of fun for me. I was just like, oh, Jesus, got busted. Oh, no. <laughs> pretty bad. Uh, looking back now, like I feel stupid. Why was I so like insecure about liking the Power Rangers? Like, who gave a shit? Yeah, really. I mean, it. I it was a good show, you know, and I, I liked the games too. I just. Don't know why I was afraid to say, well, hey, you know, I like Power Rangers. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, it is kind of like this brightly colored, goofy monster of the week show. So I guess I could kind of see. But at the same time, it's like, like we said, clearly, I mean, the show is still going. Clearly, kids love this shit. So, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I bet you like every boy that during this thing was watching that show. Like, there was no doubt about it, you know? Yeah. 
<laughs> I remember when the first season ended and the second one started. God, I was like so excited about that. I, just, <laughs> I was just like on pins and needles watching that. I was just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> super lame and then like you know I, I went to go see the movie probably like the week it came out and yeah I yeah was... I, w- I was crazy about that movie man i'd watch it and i you know because like the first few scenes they're rollerblading around town mm-hmm. you know that get me so hyped up i'd go throw on my skates because i didn't have rollerblades at the time <laughs> and i'd go jump off you know a few sets of stairs <laughs> <laughs> it's just stupid stuff and i go back inside and watch it and see, my thing was, was when I watched it, um, that was like right when like Kimberly started showing a little more skin <laughs> and let me tell you, uh, yeah, I, I, I did it, and admittedly probably still do have a little bit of a thing for Amy Jo Johnson. So, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah, there was a TV show she was on. Like I, I went and Googled like the original Power Rangers cast one day and I was like, you know, I wonder what happened to him. And then I found out like Trini died. Like I was like, oh, oh God, that's horrific. Oh man, that's <laughs> okay. And I find out like Amy Jo Johnson's on this um, show uh, called Flashpoint. It's basically like a Canadian, like effectively like a SWAT show. And I was like, hmm. oh. So I started watching that and actually ended up enjoying it enough that like you know my wife and I actually watched effectively the whole series. I think we like checked out the last season or whatever, but. Enough into it that I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And Amy Jo Johnson in it. So, yeah, this is cool. I'm good. I'm, I'm going to stick with the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So Yeah, I haven't seen any of those people at all. It's been a long time since I've seen any of those characters. Well, just people. <laughs> I think um, the guy, Jason, whatever, the guy who played um, the Green Ranger, Tommy, like, he's still around. He's still in the Power Rangers, I think. Really? I think he pops in Holy like shit. every couple generations or something and cuz he's like the legendary ranger basically. Yeah. So he kind of pops in like I was like really bummed out when he showed up at first because Jason was the Red Ranger and the leader of the Power Rangers and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's cool." And then you know Tommy kind of comes in and he's like, you know, Jason's better in every sense and I was like, "Oh man." And then of course, <laughs> uh you know, uh Kimberly and he start falling for each other and I'm like oh man it's like first you took away my leadership role of, as the as the, you know as the Red Ranger and now you're taking away the uh, the, the girl I love in the show wonderful thanks you jerk that's hilarious <laughs> yeah I was, I, I was not a fan of his for a good long time and I was like oh yeah wait this is just a TV show it's okay <laughs> it's like Kimberly actually doesn't know I exist and her real name's not even Kimberly so who cares <laughs> yeah who gives a shit <laughs> yep 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 I always said I can't go to these conventions because apparently like a lot of these conventions or a lot of the Power Rangers like go to the conventions and stuff to do autographs and appearances and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I've said I cannot do one where Amy Jo Johnson is there because I will probably end up with a restraining order just because I'll be like sitting there like creeping (laughs) around the corner like my childhood crush (laughs) the whole time. You remember me, baby? I'm Jason. (laughs) And she'll just be like, "Uh, this was a one way relationship with you and a television screen kid. I'm like. I'm 36. Oh, wait. That's why this is creepy now. Okay. All right. I'm just going to go ahead and see myself out. Bye. Uh, that's crazy. Oh, uh, yeah. Like I said, I, yeah, I, uh, yeah, awkward. Anyway, let's go ahead and shall we get on the soundtrack here rather than uh, uh, me sitting here, uh, you know, possibly uh, making myself look guilty in court or something further down the road that we have this recording that I'm stalking Amy Johnson or something. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So the first two tracks we're going to be listening to today are the main theme and player selection. Um, I did forget to mention the composers for this soundtrack are Iku Mizutani, who, again, we've talked about before, did Shadow of the Ninja and the Shatterhand soundtrack. So 
this game was also made by Natsume, who also made those two games. So, yeah, I, I think Mizutani's uh, employed by Natsume. And the other composer, who I don't know, like, what parts uh, this person did, but uh, we have Kinio Yamashita, and it worked on Mega Man X3. So that's another great soundtrack that I think we're going to get to one day. <laughs> <laughs> It'll happen. Yeah, because that's uh, that, that Zero theme in X3 is, like, one of my favorites. So we're definitely going to get there one day. Since I got that out of the way, let's go ahead and listen to main theme and player selection. You know, this version's a little harder to track down on YouTube or anywhere else sometimes because this is vocalized. It tends to get hit with the copyright thing on YouTube a little bit, so we we had to do a little dark web digging on YouTube, basically, if that's such a thing, to uh, find this version. <laughs> but I did want to talk about it because, you know, that, that theme song of the Power Rangers is just super catchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, how could you not like the track? Yeah, I just, I don't, thinking back as a kid, like, why did I hide this? I mean, this thing had such a kick-ass opening <laughs> song, I'm like... This thing is dope. Why the hell would I like act like I don't enjoy this? But anyway, uh, yeah, I think this is a really good rendition of that theme. It's a little scratchy, and for whatever reason, the voice sampling, it says Power Ranger, <laughs> not Power Rangers. I'm wondering if there's just some like S thing or something that the Super Nintendo just has a hard time with. The only thing I could think of is since it's a little subtle in the actual like American theme song, maybe in translation when the Japanese people were like working on it, they didn't catch the S, so it just sort of got hmm. lost in translation in a way mm, possibly that's really the only thing i could think of other than you know hardware limitations which is another probably more realistic possibility but uh, all in all i think this is a pretty good translation of the theme song which like i said is a pretty kick-ass song yeah it's a hard-hitting track it has excellent rhythm and it'll get stuck in your head you know leads are great and that's really what caught my attention one thing that I really appreciate about the track is that it's a rather short loop. And I know the track had my attention from the beginning, so extending it might actually ruin it. And I'm kind of glad they didn't do that. Yeah. So why adjust it if it's just right? Yeah, I mean, 
the thing I really love about this thing is like I didn't really put it together as a kid, but listening back to it now and having you know kind of listening forward to a bunch of the Power Rangers soundtrack things um, that we're going to talk about in a few weeks. Best I can put it is just that butt rock guitar in there. <laughs> oh man, I'm just like that is catchy as shit. <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> yeah, like I said, the leads are what really caught my attention. It's it's just so fast and in your face, and it's just it's rocking, you know. Would you say it slaps you in the face almost? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. I, you know what? I would. So go. Ahead, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say it slaps you in the face with the leads and stuff. <laughs> slaps you in your nuts, man. It just takes the wind right out of you. And uh, Johnny Cage is your balls, basically, right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I just got done playing Mortal Kombat 11, so yeah, that, that that's kind of fresh in my mind. So. <sighs> Anyway, let's go ahead and move on to player selection there. Uh, this was a little bit shorter, and, you know, just because literally you're on the player select screen, so, you know, you're not going to spend too much time on that screen, so, of course, it makes sense that it's a shorter track. It's a catchy little ditty that's got a little bit of a hint of the main theme. Unfortunately, it's, again, a little too quick and kind of runs out of steam. Not runs out of steam, it just it plays out a little too quickly for me, but it's got really great, like, deep percussion playing off of the guitar, and... Like I said, for something that's like, I don't know, it was like 30 seconds maybe, it's a really cool piece of music to listen to. Yeah, it's a great track for a selection screen. Um, the track has so much potential, and I think that this track should have been a little longer, but I do understand why it was so short. Like, like I just said, it's a selection screen track, so you don't want to overdo it. There's not much to the selection screen either. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's literally like, okay, here's the five Power Rangers you can pick from. So it's like, literally, you know exactly who you're going to pick. You're going to pick your favorite Power Ranger and go right to them. So it mm -hmm. doesn't really matter. <laughs> or you're going to go to your second favorite Ranger, who just happens to be the, uh, you know, the 11-year-old love of your life, who's the Pink Ranger. <laughs> no one must know I'm playing as the Pink Ranger. <laughs> oh, man. That is funny. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, can you imagine? It's like, I was already hiding the fact that I like the Power Rangers. Then I'm playing as the Pink Power Ranger. So it's like, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> This is, uh, this is this is room for beratement easily. So, <laughs> so new sections would have worked out well with uh, within the thirty second loop. But hey, it is what it is. It's a selection screen. That's usually how it goes. Yeah, and there's so much more to the soundtrack too that is just really good. That's why I wanted to start it off with this one because this was the first Power Rangers game I played. And listening to the soundtrack of it after we were digging um, through like Iku Mizutani's work, I was like, man, this is this is a really good soundtrack. And that's kind of was the impetus of us doing this month of stuff. I was like, I started listening to other Power Rangers music. Man, there's some really good stuff. This is easily enough to make a whole month worth of content out of this. So <laughs> here we are. That's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> Great fucking idea. Hey, you know, I just picked a bad month to do it. You know, the the end of Game of Thrones. And yeah, so I just did. Yeah. And, yeah, and one with going on. Yeah. And one with five weeks in it instead of just, you know, or five, uh, five Wednesdays in it. So that means we have to do five podcasts this month. I, I guess we don't have to, but that's what we're doing. Cause I am a sucker for punishment. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of some of those other really good tracks, we're going to go ahead and move on to city and depot. So we'll listen to those and be right back. <laughs>
first up was City, and this is another one that seems to get hit with the trademark thing, so I don't know if there's, there's gotta be something to this track that maybe it's used in the like TV show real frequently and I just don't remember it or mm. something, but this thing gets hit with the copyright thing a little bit, so we, we had to do a little more dark web digging to basically dig up this track, so... It's a hell of a way to start the game. It's got such a like quick rhythm to it, and that kind of scratchy guitar in the background is really great. The percussion's like really subdued, and it took me like really cranking the volume to kind of catch it. And of course, multiple listens. It almost sounds more like cymbals. I think there's drums in there, but they're pretty sporadic, and I think they're dispersed out pretty well. This is the first like unique track of substance in this soundtrack, and Musatani's style just really shines through with this one. It, if you listen to Shatterhand and Shadow of the Ninja, you would just think like, oh, this is just an basically a more I don't want to say competent, just a more capable track of his, just because of what the Super Nintendo was capable of versus the NES. I thought the percussions rolled the intro in well, and I'm not talking about the tom rolls either, although that was pretty sweet. I really like the rhythm that keeps strong throughout the track. The more you listen to it, the more you pick up. It took me a while to pick up on the percussions, but the more that I listen to the track, I've noticed that they are, they're there. It's just, for some reason, you do hear the cymbals a lot more. You know, it seems like they're like in front of everything else. Yeah. Which is fine because it's guiding everything else with the rhythm of the tapping. And, you know, the lead does a great job guiding everything up to the fade out at the end. It does warrant listening to multiple times because there's like almost like too many layers to it. Because like I said, it's there's a lot of subdued stuff in there. And it almost seems nuts that it's so layered like that. I, I know I'm repeating myself with the word layered, but whatever. It, it's the best <laughs> way I can put it. it. This track has a lot going for it that it's catchy just to listen to the first time. But the more and more you listen to it, you're like, man, this is... Mizutani really pumps some work into this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, the more I listen to it, the more I'm figuring out why it's working the way it's working. And I'm hearing these things that I should have heard the first time around, but I'm not. So that makes me wonder if, well, maybe these parts that are kind of subdued were maybe the volume was lowered a little bit for some reason. I don't know. But it seems like those particular parts should have been a little bit louder. It would have worked a little bit better. You think so? I th- I think so, honestly. Hmm. <sighs> I'm kind of sometimes like about artist intent or whatever, and maybe it was just there to be quiet just to, I don't know, like, fill space. Maybe just, I don't know, maybe they just, maybe they did have it louder and they just were like, you know, if we pull it back a little bit, it sounds better. I don't know, like, Mizutani's proven to be a pretty good composer, so I try to, like, with, you know, when he makes judgments like this, I'm like, okay, it's like, I would have preferred it, like you said, a little bit louder, but... It's just one of those things, like, I, I feel like, okay, I, I'll, I'll trust your judgment on this, dude. You, you you normally put out pretty good work, so I'll just go ahead and roll with what you decided on, man. I'm, I'm just the guy yeah. who talks about music on a podcast, so. <laughs> Not just that, you got to think, what what kind of TV were you using when you were playing the game? Very you true. Know? So, it, I'm not using an old school TV. I'm not using a box TV. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're not using CRT TVs with like, with like a shitty tinny speaker. It's like, you know, we're listening to this thing with, you know, high quality, uh, you know, MP3 rips on YouTube with, uh, you know, really good headphones. So it's like, yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're catching a little bit more than most people are. Yeah. The, and the EQ might've been, uh, the EQ might've been boosted a little bit too. So you never know. I think it does work out well. Let me go plug in my old box TV and buy the game and try it out. And, uh, we'll know for sure. Okay, man, that sounds good. <laughs> Actually, I'll, you know what? Um, all you gotta do is buy me the game because I've, I've got my CRT and I've got my super Nintendo hooked up. I just needed the game. So, Hey, there we go. <laughs> all right. We're in business, man. All right, let's go ahead and move on to Depot. Um, this is another one with like a really interesting percussion sound in there. It's again, subtle and, Again, I really feel like it holds everything together. About 41 seconds in, it kind of switches up just a hair, and it's probably my favorite segment of that song. 
Uh, this one has a little bit of a prog rock feel to it, and I know it's categorically not really prog rock, but it's basically what got me into it. It just, it, I had that vibe of like, you know, just that like Oregon kind of prog rock thing going. So, <laughs> and throughout this whole thing, like there's a really good use of guitar in there. And like I said, Musitani is just on fire with this. I don't know if this is Musitani or if this was uh, Yamashita, but it, whoever did this, they were on fire with this one. Yeah, I agree. And I totally get that prog rock feeling, uh, especially throughout the intro, you know, I don't know if it's just the choice of instruments or the path they chose to go down with uh, the keys and everything, but you know, great progression up until the end. It's, it's a lot easier to pick up on the percussions this time around too. And all in all, you know, every instrument does a good job complementing the others and you can hear everything fine. It's subtle, like you said, but it's not quite as subtle as it was in the last one. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know what it was. Maybe there was just something that the Super Nintendo couldn't handle in the last one, too. Could it could have been a technical limitation. Like, we have to tone this back, otherwise it's going to clash too much with this. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because we're, we're talking hardware, you know, hardware limitations, too. We can't just be, you know, a live orchestra where you can just make everything <laughs> as loud or as quiet as you want to. It's like, literally, this stuff is coming out of a chip. So you do have to sort of think about how they clash together and how much of this stuff can be played out at the same time, basically. So maybe that has something to do with it, hmm. now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I'm sure that can cause distortion and just a lot of bad stuff to happen <laughs> within the track. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, not great uh, Super Nintendo songs, so maybe, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe maybe considering how good this thing is for such a mediocre game, we just go ahead and give, uh, give these two the benefit of the doubt on it. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go ahead and move on to Sewer and Building. Those are the next two tracks we're going to be listening to, and we'll be right back.
first up was Sewer. Uh, this one kind of starts off feeling like a boss theme, just because of the way that thing like loops the first 13 seconds. It kind of just, I don't know. It, basically, I feel like I'm just waiting for a boss to like jump in from the sky to fight you. It's kind of just the way that <laughs> this thing like vibes out as far as like a video game music thing goes. It that's kind of the way most of those build up, and you're like, oh, okay, well, here's what's happening right now, and then the thing kicks off in earnest, but. It really is a stage theme, so it's like, oh, okay, well, that was an odd choice. That little scaling up it does around the 37-second mark is just, Mwah! oh, God, I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> In between segments here, a little off-the-air thing, uh, I was listening to it, and I was just like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's what I was listening to. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. Shit. <laughs> um, about, it sounds like it's about to loop at, like, the 56-second mark. And it does something completely new for a few seconds to kind of head fake you right before it goes back into the loop. Again, this is another just great use of percussion and guitar throughout. I, Man, I like I said, I, I really wish the game was as good as the soundtrack was, or at least half as good as the soundtrack was, because Jesus, man, that game was so mediocre. <laughs> yeah, I was watching a playthrough of it, and uh, it's not that great. <laughs> no, it's, and it's really bad because it's like, it's a, it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up, and it's single-player. I'm like, come on. You couldn't have made that two players? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, to me, honestly, the entire track sounds like a boss track. <laughs> hey, you know, I like where it was placed and within the game. It has so many interesting ups and downs. Mm -hmm. uh, in other words, it was really hard to, to foresee where the track was going to end up. Interesting patterns. The percussion have to be my favorite instrument in the track. I know they kept to the same beat throughout the track, but that's just it. I like the beat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a catchy beat is all you need sometimes, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this one definitely has that. We're going to move on to building. This is uh, one... I, yeah, this is... I, I wish I had figured out a different word to use, but the build-up on this one is something I love. It seems to throw in like, different parts for the first like 15 seconds to kind of ramp you up, like little things get introduced or whatever throughout that first 15 seconds just to kind of like all right this thing's really going to kick off here um there's a little section of notes at like the 24 second mark and kind of pops up throughout the song it's just catchy as hell 36 seconds in it switches up the feel a little bit and then it does it again at the 50 second mark it does a different switch up basically and this is just another one of those really strong enjoyable pieces that's easy to get lost in i was listening to this and something else um, before we took a quick little break in between these last segments and i was listening to this and i was like man this is a good track jeez <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm starting to realize these tracks have like a lot of them have that epic feel to them which is probably why i like the ost so much mm -hmm. you know they're all composed so well and honestly i'm sure with the right adjustments any of the previous tracks could be used as a main theme yeah, very true, except you're dealing with such a kick-ass main theme like the Power Rangers theme song that, you know, eh, it got to be hard yeah. to compare, right? <laughs> yeah, for this game, definitely. <laughs> yeah, anything else, like any one of these tracks would have nearly just been fine to use as the main theme for throughout the whole game, but like I said, if you're dealing with the Power Rangers theme song, it's like, nah, you got to fall back on that one a little bit, man. Yeah, that thing is I, just I, so iconic. I agree, you can't bump that one out of the way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's like, if you've got the rights to do it and sort of the tools to make even use of the vocals that are in there you know again kind of <laughs> sort of um yeah why not take advantage of it because god yeah. damn that 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 original theme song is just catchy as shit so yeah it's killer but yeah like i said i really enjoyed this one this i don't know if we can really count the main theme as like when we like are kind of saying like which is our favorites because it's just such a good song to begin with that and we're just talking about a rendition of it but this might be my second favorite if not maybe occasionally a little bit further up than city is so it's between mm, this well. and city as my favorite tracks on this one yeah, I'd agree with you there. Definitely. 
Yeah, that city one is just, like I said, I, I really like that one. And it is just catchy as hell. And I don't know what the hell is wrong with the copyright thing that that thing is getting pinged on YouTube for it. But whatever, it, it's catchy. Mm. But like I said, this is this is definitely right up there with it. It's probably just going to depend on the day of the week, which one of these I like more, city or building. Yeah, I'm with you all the way. And, you know, they're as generic a titles as you can get, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, two more generic titles, uh, let's go and move on to Cave and Boss. So, yeah, like I said, they they really, really broke the creative bank on naming these tracks. But, hey, again, when they're this catchy, I, I think I said it in the E7 soundtrack, when you have such catchy songs, you can call them poop, poop, fart, fart, I don't care. I'll listen to them. <laughs> so, yeah. so let's go ahead and listen to those, and we'll be right back.
Alright, first up was the, you know, incredibly, incredibly cleverly named title, Cave. <laughs> this one, again, starts sounding more like a boss theme for the first 10 seconds. It really kicks in after that, though. It's a really good use of guitar and percussion bouncing off of each other throughout the whole thing. And about 44 seconds, it changes in again. I don't know, again, if this was, uh, you know, Mizutani or Yamashita, but whoever it was, they were on fire when they came up with this one. I mean, not just this one, just the whole soundtrack in general. I mean, these two, this is a great, great soundtrack. I am just really amazed at how good and catchy this thing is. And like you said, it's really not a great game, so. <laughs> well, going back to the titles for a second, uh, you, you see what they're working with, so I don't really blame them for coming up with such easy, simple names. True. I haven't played this game in a very long time. And reading these stage names, like, puts me exactly like, oh, that's right, I remember this. So, yeah, every stage in this game is a little generic, we'll say. So <laughs> the uh, the title descriptions are very perfectly fitting for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, the Cape track, it's very consistent and a likable track. Every instrument is on board when it comes to accommodating the leads. And it's it's obvious the leads were fueling the fire with this track. Love that about this OST. Those leads are just on top, man. Yeah. Ugh, man. The original intent of Rock Out With Your Card Out when I first started doing it as like a written thing was just, you know, games you want to listen to the soundtrack without actually playing the game. And this was definitely one of those ones I would think of as like, yeah, you don't really need to play the game. Just listen to the soundtrack. That's really all you need. Yeah. Yeah. Skip the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is definitely a game you want to literally rock out with your card out. So <laughs> uh, that terrible thing. Uh <laughs> All right, let's move on to the boss theme. And yeah, this is a hell of a boss theme. It's really throwing in some hints of the main theme with some really great scaling guitar and synth. It's just a bit faster sounding than the rest of the stuff we've listened to so far. And really nothing by any stretch that we've listened to is slow. This isn't crazy fast, but the slightly up BPM, like, oh, slaps you in the face, man. <laughs> oh no, we're back I, to that one. I had to get it in there naturally somehow without bouncing <laughs> it off of you, basically. <laughs> so That's funny. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely hear the hear and feel the intensity behind the track. It really does feel like you're in the middle of a boss battle. And it does seem a little faster than the rest of the tracks we've heard so far, but I think it's because of the rhythm uh, has a little more to it. There's just, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the rhythm's doing something else. It's a little more complex. Great track for a boss battle. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I, like I said, I the technical stuff I have a harder time pulling apart. I can just kind of tell like, oh, this does this at this point, and I kind of like this. And like you said, I, I pick up different things than you do, but you're better at pulling it apart as far as um, the technicality stuff goes, like why things work and the timing of stuff. For me, it just it felt a little faster, but I think what you're saying there makes a little more sense than what I was like thinking in my head. Yeah, you never know. Maybe it was bumped up. I, I mean, it probably was bumped up a few beats. It surely seemed like it yeah like i said it was subtle and it's if you're listening to it real close like you know we do for this podcast it's not obvious but it's obvious enough that you're like oh yeah this is faster than everything else that's played so i mean outside mm -hmm. of maybe the main theme which is just really quick so <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i do like how they threw in like little like kind of nods to the main theme of that thing it's just really great how they they have, like I said, they have such a killer, killer track to fall back on, and how little they lean on it is really impressive. Yeah, seriously, I agree with you. I mean, it's nice to be able to build off of it a little bit and then do your own thing. And 
I, I think it takes the tempo, or this whole soundtrack kind of takes the tempo of the main theme and does something entirely different with it. So they all blend together pretty well, but, you know, like I said, there's not like, oh, there's the guitar riff in the main theme, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely don't want to overuse anything from the main theme. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can listen to that main theme on a loop as it is, so like, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't need you calling back to it constantly when I can just <laughs> listen to it on its own. <laughs> yeah, it's like, give me something else. Just give me something else for a little while. Exactly, and they did just that, man. I Like I said, mm-hmm. I, we've got two more tracks to go here, but I, I have enjoyed the hell out of this thing, mm-hmm. and uh, this was, like I said, definitely, there was a good reason for this being the impetus of Mighty Morphin May, so... <sighs> <laughs> Anyway, let's go ahead and move on to the last two tracks here. We're going to be listening to End Boss, and again, another clever title, and Ending, and, you know, probably, <laughs> geez. Anyway, we'll go ahead and move on and listen to it. They did actually kind of use the main theme here for the ending boss, but I think it's fitting. You get to the last boss in this game, I think getting rewarded with a slightly remixed 
rearranged version of the you know power rangers theme it's it's a nice reward it's like i said it's a pretty slight remix there's not really much different to it but I really dig the choice and sounds that Mizutani used to re kind of replace the vocals. It's just different enough that I feel like it's his own take, but no one is going to confuse it for the, or, you know, confuse it with the original, basically. It's just kind of him putting his own stamp on it and not trying to use the vocals based on memory space, but whatever, you know, that would be more my guess is there's only so much voice sampling a Super Nintendo car can handle and <laughs> the, you know, the power, you know, them saying Power Ranger was probably as much as they could squeeze out of it. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have too much to say about this one, only because we've kind of heard it before. Mm -hmm. um, but I do like how the vocals were replaced. Honestly, I wasn't a huge fan of the, you know, the Go Go Power Rangers deal. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, you know, it this track really works for the position, and I'm enjoying it. Yeah, maybe that's part of the thing is, like, when you listen to that main theme, like, instrumental, why? Like, if you just listen to it as an instrumental, it is, it, it's just absolutely kick-ass, but... You know, throwing in that go, go, Power Rangers, you Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, like, that <laughs> might have something to do with maybe the embarrassment of, you know, admitting that you watch the show. It's like, okay, this, like, musically, this is great. Lyrically, this is dumb. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> that might have something to do with it. It's just like, and then, you know, you've got the main characters doing doing their flips and their moves or whatever, and they're literally making the little, like, whoosh, 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 as they're yeah, moving. So it's like, you know, maybe that's what it was. That might just be, it might just been the intro. I mean, the fact that the Power Rangers was kind of cheesy, you know, like, like I said, it was just a really colorful Monster of the Week show, but, you know, I enjoyed it, and I'm not ashamed to admit I admit it now, so so all of you people that, uh, you know, are listening to this that I knew in middle, middle school, suck it. I like the Power Rangers the whole time. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm not afraid to say it now, because yeah. I can probably beat you up now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or if not, you guys are all, uh, you know, completely other states from me, so, uh, again, suck it. I don't care. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bite me, unless you want to contribute to Patreon. Then, uh, hi, yes, it was embarrassing to listen to. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's go ahead and move on there. Let's move on to the ending theme. I really like the way this one goes out. It's got a fun vibe to it. I can almost see, like, action shots of the characters. That kind of freeze frame as a batch of credits pop up. Mizutani is, like, really great with these head fake intros. It's not completely different, but enough that it surprises me when it does something different than the intro was making it out to, like, sound like it was going to. It sounded like this was going to be a lot more of a, like, kind of like a laid-back, cheesy kind of thing. And then it <laughs> does some pretty cool stuff, I think, throughout. Yeah. I'm surprised this track has a different feel than the rest of them. Uh, I found it quite enjoyable and more than I thought I would, actually. <laughs> it, I think it, it was an excellent way to go out, and I might actually just go and listen to it again after we wrap this up. <laughs> I do wonder, maybe, like, because it sounds so different, I wonder if this was one of the ones Yamashita did. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, because it, I mean... It has a definite Mizutani vibe to it. It could just be Yamashita like kind of playing off that vibe. I, I, I do have to look into Yamashita's work a little bit more mm -hmm. because I'm really only familiar with the Mega Man X3 soundtrack. I need to look into it a little more. But yeah, I, like I said, this was a kind of a cool way for this game to end. And Dominic, I guess I should steal your line or do you want to go ahead and say that? <laughs> go ahead and say it. <laughs> um, a great way to end this podcast, right? There we go. <laughs> so, all right. And like I said, that'll wrap up this podcast. So next week we are going to be talking about, and look at that. I said next week and we're sticking to it because damn it, we're weekly this uh, this <laughs> month. I'm going to kind of, you know what? I'm not going to say which one we're talking about just because I just might need some help on the pronunciation because it's technically not a Power Rangers game. It is a Japanese version of the Sentai kind of thing. So we're, it's a Power Rangers game. There are... That show is kind of ripped from a Power Rangers thing, so 
Gallon or Power Rangers sort of ripped from that show too. So it's used. It's just the game never came out here as a Power Rangers game. So it's only in Japanese. And a couple of the words I am going to, let's say, obliterate. So I'm not even going to try <laughs> to go ahead and go with them. So, but we'll surprise you with it. How's that? If you can kind of figure it out based on that, there's only a couple Power Ranger games for the Super Nintendo. So you can probably piece it together if you really dig, or you can just wait till next Wednesday and you'll figure it out. So anyway, you can follow us on Twitter at Robico podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Jason Ariel and Dominic. And you can follow me at Dominic shred. And again, like I said, we mentioned all this month, we're going to be, we're going to be weekly. Normally we are bi-weekly and on the off weeks that we're not doing a podcast, I'm doing a podcast with Vanessa Cahill and John Lucero, where we are doing Multimedia Failure, which is a podcast where we explore the history of video game movies. We watch a different video game movie every week, chronologically, and suffer through it together, and just and then we arbitrarily rank them against each other. I, As that list deepens, it is going to get harder and harder, I think, to pinpoint exactly where we put things, because some of the times I'm looking at it now, it's like, it's like yeah, this, we'll just shovel this toward the bottom, who cares, right? <laughs> <laughs> A couple of things we've watched recently haven't been good, so I'm looking forward to um, probably the not the episode that's coming out next, but the one that's coming out after that. I think is going to be a nice change of pace for all of us because it's something we all enjoy. But uh, you know, we'll leave that as a, as a surprise. So if there is a game you are wanting us to cover after Mighty Morphin May at some point, um, you can go over to our Patreon page. That's right, we're on Patreon, just like everybody else in the world. You can kick kick over a couple bucks our way, and we will shout out your name on the show. Uh, a couple of people that have done that are Vanessa Cahill, who again I mentioned is a co-host of mine and also is. The Web Empress, as uh, she's sort of, you know, taken as her title for the website, because everything on the back end she does, if you think I do anything beyond the, I guess, creative side, I, I put the creative part in quotes as much as I can, uh, of this website. No, Vanessa's the glue that holds everything together, and none of it would be possible without her, so why she contributes to the, the Patreon for this is beyond me, but I appreciate it, Vanessa, thank you. And also, <laughs> my friend Wario Cantone on Twitter, who whose name is Gustav, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce your last name, dude, because... Yeah, I have my last name slaughtered enough as it is, even when I say it to people, so I've never heard you say it, so I'm just going to go ahead and we'll just go with Gustav, so thanks buddy, appreciate it, and if there's any other games you want to he hear us cover after this, like I said, we're, we're kind of booked up for May, but if there's anything you want us to cover, you can always go over to Patreon, we have a $15 tier where 15 bucks will get you, you can pick out an ep or pick out a game we'll cover, if it's a two-parter, that's fine too, we'll, we'll, even, we'll even roll with that. And if for whatever reason you decide, hey, listen to this, I'd like to chime in with these guys with some vetting and another donation, you can actually be on Rock Out With Your Card Out and talk about the game of your choice. So you'll also get, of course, all the tiers below, so you'll get a shout out as well. So there's always that stuff. Anyway, I think that really wraps it up. Do we cover everything that we normally cover there, Dominic? Yeah, we did. Okay, cool. I, I, I've just been doing so many podcasts lately, they're just sort of blending into each other, and I'm really forgetting what I've said at the end of the shows at this point. <laughs> Because as I mentioned earlier, I'm also doing a Game of Thrones podcast with John and Vanessa where we're going over season eight as it happens and putting that out Monday night uh, just because I work when the show is airing so I can't watch it right away. And then they work during the day so they can't do it during the day. But yeah. So anyway, uh, that will wrap up the first episode of Rock Out With Your Card Out for the Mighty Morphin May. And like I said, next week is a cool one. I think you're going to really dig it. It's just really hard to say so I'm not going to even try it but we'll go ahead and listen to a track from that one and we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you.